Welcome to the Home Plain and Simple Podcast. I'm Kim Brenneman, and if you're looking for tips and tricks on how to manage life at home, you're in the right place. As a homeschooling mom of nine, I've compiled more than 30 years of knowledge into the book, Home Management Plain and Simple. And now I'm here to share those same tips, mom to mom, on the Home Plain and Simple Podcast. Thank you for joining me. I'm so happy you're here today. If you're interested in diving in even further, we now offer a 13-module course, the Home Management Plain and Simple Blueprint. It's jam-packed with tools and resources for homemakers in any stage of life. Hello, friends. This is the day that I promised I would talk about Appendix B in the book, Home Management Plain and Simple but we will wait a minute or two until people get the notification that I'm doing a live, and then people can join. In the meantime, I'll tell about what we've been doing today. I have been working outside and planting, still working on the raspberry project and planting raspberries. Um, there's also weeds and you know, a lot of mess to clean up along the way, so it's kind of a big project. And I'm not done. Might take me another day or two. Before that was lunch, and I made a big batch of hard-boiled eggs over lunch. And what else did oh, I put sourdough together? Um, which sourdough is so easy. It literally is just flour, and water, and salt, and the starter. And after you grow it, grow it, grow it. Which I've been growing it for a couple of days because I kept putting off a project and then finally it was getting so big I thought I, I have to do something now. So I read about this recipe where is um, you add rosemary to it. Well my rosemary was kind of big, the dry herb rosemary. And so I got out the pestle and I just ground it up. Oh my goodness it smelled so good. Added that to my loaves and they've been rising. I think I did that about 10 o'clock maybe this morning and it's 4 o'clock now and they are they're still rising. That's the thing with sourdough. If the kitchen's cool, it takes a long time. If the kitchen's warmer, it doesn't take as long, but it, it definitely takes longer than if you use um, a commercial yeast that you would buy from the store and you have in your shelf in your pantry. It definitely takes longer than that. I mean, there's even quick rice yeast, which is like an hour and it's all poof. Um, sourdough takes a long time. Um, what else did we do today? The um, my people have been moving cows around to different pastures and arranging pens and making fence and that type of thing. They're very excited. They're having a great day. It's, it's very nice. Um, the weather is warm. It's not sunny, but it's warm and it's a little breezy. Um, the sky drips some water on us a little bit, but nothing significant. And that's what we've been doing today. Alright, so I'm going to start talking about this. Appendix B, it is moving beyond survival mode and I'm pretty sure Appendix A, you can read the whole thing in the free resource library on Home Plain and Simple. Appendix B I'm pretty sure is not in there. Um, and this is the one where it talks about when you don't know what the next thing to do is. You're so overwhelmed and you're in this really bad place and you don't know what that next thing is 
you know, that do the next thing, that's fine saying, but what is it? I, you know, some, sometimes it's so overwhelming that I don't even know. There's like a hundred things to pick from. So that's what this is about. I'm just gonna go over the steps. There's several steps in here. So step one is prepare supper and wash dishes because that's at the end of the day and it is something that can weigh on our mind all day. What am I gonna make? Or else you don't even think about it at all until it's supper time. And then that's you know a very compounding worry or stressor. What are we gonna eat for supper? Um, so when, when you're feeling that overwhelmed place and you don't know what the next thing to do is, think, okay, what are, what are we having for supper? And then put something in the crock pot um, or make a plan that's super simple and then write it down or do it if it's a crock pot thing and just get it going. And then you don't have to think about it the rest of the day. Make a simple supper in the crock pot. Um, and then wash dishes. Yesterday I talked about um, that rule. If there's not, I'm sorry, I'm itchy. I'm all covered with dirt from being outside. If, if the clothes aren't dirty, don't wash it. Um, and four loads by four, this is laundry. The dishes rule is if there's not 10 dishes, you don't have to wash the dishes, but if there's 10 or more things, items, I'm talking about one fork, one spoon, each thing counts as one. So you, let's say, oh, I should wash the dishes. And you walk by and you count, how many are there? There are nine, you don't have to wash the dishes. Okay, now let's say people come around, they have lunch, and all of a sudden there's 30. Okay, time to wash dishes and you just do it. So doing, putting those two things on your immediate, I am overwhelmed, what am I gonna do? Supper and wash the dishes, those two things relieve a huge amount of stress. Step two is find your clothes. All right, clothes can be a problem. I'm actually starting to get that problem because um, we need to do laundry. And this is Saturday, so we're gonna do laundry. But um, I looked at a huge mountain of, in my clothes, in my closet, and it was all dirty. And I need to do laundry so I can have some clothes to wear. If you have that problem, that's step two. Okay, so when in those overwhelming days, step one, food. Supper, wash the dishes. Next, find your clothes. And maybe it's your clothes for your family. This is Saturday. Uh, okay, tomorrow's Sunday, so it's church, but we're not going to church. But a Saturday thing is always, what are we wearing tomorrow? All right, now, if you have a really great laundry day on Monday or you know whatever day your laundry day is, that's a day where you plan your Sunday clothes and get it all in a special place where people won't snag them if you have little children. Um, but Saturday can be one of those, oh, Sunday's here, or, you know, what are we wearing? Um, find your clothes, plan your clothes, know what you're going to wear, um, make a special place in your closet where you're like, these are my Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, this is my weekday clothes, these are my clothes that I'm wearing, and keep them there. Just, it's just about ordering your life so you don't have to think about clothes. It's, it's keeping up with the laundry and then organizing your clothes. Um. So yeah, seven outfits that fit you. That's what it says here in the book. Seven outfits that fit you. Okay, so as a mom who has ba a baby every other year or every year, you know, some depending on where you're at in your life, um, the, your body changes and it goes up and it goes down and it goes up and it goes down. And 
and you're wearing clothes, some of them, like, your clothes are too tight, and some of your clothes are too big, and you're wearing them together, and you look frumpy. Well, mostly it's because your clothes don't fit you. So it's good every three months or so to figure out what clothes fit me and what clothes you know, look good. And you might need some help because sometimes what we're thinking, of, what we think in our head is not reality. We might remember what this looked like when we bought it and it doesn't look like that anymore. So you might need some help, a sister, a friend, someone to help you do this activity. Make it fun. Um, step three, your morning routine. Get that in place. Um, I, t I made a video about that, up, I don't know, sometime recently. It's in the series, it's on Instagram and YouTube. But plan a morning routine, write it down, put it on a card. I think I have a card because I was rewriting my own. Somewhere here. Yeah, well this is a scrap, well I was starting to, this is a rough draft. Just a three by five card. Write out the things that you want to have done in your morning that will make make it a better day. Plan it, just write it like I did, just scribble it down. And then um, if it doesn't, then carry it around with you. If it didn't work, then you just make some notes and then maybe make a really nice card and laminate it, hang it up somewhere. Put it hanging on your bathroom mirror. Put it beside your bedroom table or on your bedside table. Um, and then do it. Just go right down the list. <clears throat> Whatever it is, you know, for your morning routine. Go down the list and do those things. And then even if it's in the middle of the day and you feel like, oh, something's not right. I feel like I need to restart. Get out your card, your morning routine card. And say, oh, okay, I skipped that and I skipped this. And... Well, shoot, maybe restart your day. Just restart it. Start at the top and go down. Take some deep breaths and redo your day. Just start over. Um, but yeah, get your morning routine in place. So step one. Step one is prepare supper and wash the dishes. Step two, find your clothes. Step three, morning routine. Step four, evening routine. Same thing, only for evening. I have this blue card here, it's empty. I don't know if I was intending to it because um, my, my evening routine needs kind of shook up. So maybe I was thinking that recently and was writing it down. But it's something that needs revisited every time there's something that changes in life. Um, you know, new school year, new year, um, summer, seasons change, sheltering in place, you know, that's what, that's what broke me up. I'm like, okay, whatever was working before is not anymore and I need a new room. I need a new morning routine and new evening routine. Every day feels like the same blurs day. Um, step five, yes, mom, we talked about that yesterday about um, encouraging your kids in learning how to obey in a really easy, intuitive way for them um, by playing uh, Simon Says and Mother May I, I don't think, it doesn't say Mother May I here. But you know, those fun games that teach teach them to listen to your voice and then also teach them to say yes, mom, to you when you ask them to do something. And if they don't, you know, just come back, what do you say? Yes, mom. All right, so I have to do that with my teenagers sometimes, mostly when they're just being silly and you know, I don't, they're, they're way past the point where I ask them to do something and they, you know, run off, see you later, mom, or you know, no, or, you know, little kids do, do wacky things sometimes. They're way past that point. 
Now we're to the point where um, they're just being goofy, and then I just be goofy back. But sometimes it is a say yes, mom, please. Okay, and then they have to say something like yes, boomer, or you know something silly. All right. Really, my my kids are nice. They're not obnoxious. You've seen them on video. We have fun. Um, okay, step six, afternoon chore time. That is so important, very, very important. It doesn't have to be an afternoon. It depends on your lifestyle, your situation, whatever. Maybe it's morning chore time. Maybe it's one o'clock in the afternoon chore time, whatever fits your lifestyle. For us, it was four o'clock. And um, that's not the way it is right now. It's it, Now it's more like five o'clock because the days are getting longer and they're doing outside stuff. And Anyway, afternoon chore time is um, super important for getting those regular daily chores done. Some of them might have happened during the day. I mean, some of my kids like to get all their schoolwork done early and then they knew what their chores were because we had chore charts up on the wall. And then they wanted to do their chores and get them over with. So if it worked with the rest of the house, then yeah, they could do their afternoon chore time and then they had the rest of the day to do whatever they wanted to. They all had their different interests and that's just the way we did homeschooling. But some of the things needed everybody together. Um, and so anyway, four o'clock was kind of a time where we would do our afternoon chores and just change the atmosphere of the home with um, music, lighting a candle, um, which works better in the winter. Um, kind of past that right now. Just cleaning up from the schoolwork and from the games and the activities, the hobbies, whatever was spread all over the place. Cleaning that up, folding the laundry and putting it away, um, doing the vacuuming and the dusting and stuff. Just that daily cleaning. Um, and then step seven, an easy menu plan. So that, okay, I'll just tell you, I've done it for you. Go to my, the free resource library on Home Plain and Simple and there are menu plans there for breakfast and lunch for um, if you're at home with your kids and you have a lot of kids and they need food. Um, it's way past peanut butter and jelly sandwich, you know. It is simple food, but it's nutritious food. So it's done for you. If you don't like it, just change out one of them with something that your family does like. But an easy menu plan so you don't have to think, because, 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 because. Because when you're overwhelmed and you're trying to survive, your brain doesn't work. I tell my kids this um, when they get stressed out about school. It's like the prefrontal cortex doesn't work. Your, it's your, um, the amygdala is like doing this fight or flight or shut down thing um, and that that's a really bad place to live and you can't think been there done that um, so if you focus on just the steps that you need to do in order to get life back in control without the thought then you start to think again you're able to breathe and once you start breathing, then this starts working. The prefrontal cortex starts working again. All right, where were we? Easy menu plan. Maybe you have one, you just need to pull it out and just use it. Step eight, that is about taking care of yourself. All right, so let's see. So what I talked about yesterday, sunshine, air, exercise, um, nutrition, Water, taking care of yourself and your needs 
because if you're taking care of yourself, then you're more able to take care of everybody else. Um, a huge thing, which I know you're gonna call me hypocrite on, because I just put up a recipe about rhubarb crisp, which is so delightful, but I don't know how to make it without sugar. But anyway, cut the sugar out of your life. Cut the corn syrup, the sugar, the brown sugar, the white sugar, the white flour. I know, we've been making bread. And um, the white rice, the pasta. Pasta makes you fat. Um, it's not just about weight though. <laughs> this is about um, feeling good because if you cut the crap out of your life, you feel better and you're able to function better. Um, go low carb. Not like, you don't have to go keto, just go low carb. Cut, cut them down, cut them way back. Um, and if you know how to make rhubarb crust without sugar, please send me a message. Um, I'm not a big fan of fake sugars like Swerve and those. But if you swear by it, I'll try it. I will, I'll try it. Because how, I'd like to eat rhubarb crust more, but what I do is I, I don't make it very often, and then I just eat a little tiny bit. Okay, what are we talking about? Food. Easy menu plan, taking care of yourself. That was step eight. If you have the book, maybe you just wanna revisit it. Step nine is laundry. I think I talked about that a little bit already. Um, okay, so if you have a lot of people in your house and the laundry is a huge deal because people wear clothes and they get them dirty and as soon as you get caught up, it starts over again because there's they're wearing clothes and they get dirty, you know. Um, make your laundry life as easy as you can. As easy and as fun. Make it enjoyable. Um, decorate your laundry room. Get on Pinterest and, you know, look at some ideas. Um, for folding time, think about what are you going to do when you're folding? What are you going to listen to? You know, make a routine, like a ritual where it doesn't it's not like a drudgery type of a chore that we have to like get all grumpy and dramatic about make it enjoyable and that's personal that is all about you so that's why i suggested pinterest get on pinterest put in laundry room and you know get some ideas about how to make the area more nice um there was a lot of years okay first of all my laundry was up here on the first floor and there wasn't room for it as we added children it just got tighter and tighter and tighter it was this house had had a mudroom that was not made for farm people it was made for suburbia and it had the laundry in there and then the more kids we added the smaller and tighter this place got and it just didn't work so then we moved it down to the unfinished part of the basement which but was like a dungeon i hated it and then finally we changed part of our garage, which had a big south-facing window into the laundry room. South-facing window in a garage. It was beautiful. It is beautiful now, but before it was just a big wasted space. It was a garage with a big, beautiful window in it. Silly. I digress. I'm sorry. Step 10, take control of the clutter. Okay, so clutter. That can be really wearing on us too when you have disorganized clutter around. To keep it simple because remember if you're feeling overwhelmed and you're feeling like I can't survive breathe and then five minutes five minutes in one room of picking up the 
clutter, stuff that nobody uses, stuff that's broken, stuff that is just needs to go in the trash, um, things that need re-gifted, taken to the thrift store, just 10 minutes a day, five minutes a day, something is better than 15 minutes on Saturdays. Choose something, put it on a plan. This is my Saturday plan. This is not, this is my morning routine, but make a new plan, make a Saturday plan, and write it down so you remember to do it. Because remember, we might not be thinking. We need this to start thinking, and sometimes we need these kind of plans in order to breathe and make this start working again. Prefrontal cortex. All right, 10 minutes. 10 minutes to work and 10 minutes for break. I talked about that yesterday. Yesterday I talked about 15 minutes. You know, whatever works for your family. If it's 30 minutes, if it's an hour, um, what is your capacity at this point in time when you're feeling overwhelmed and you're feeling like you're not being able to survive the day? Just 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever, work, rest, work, rest. And then when you're taking that rest time, write yourself a plan. Write down, okay, this is, this is what I'm going to do during these breaks I'm going to take today. Make it for tomorrow. If you, I mean, if you're, okay, so it's four o'clock on, on the day when you're listening to this, let's just say, and you've given up on today. It's over. You're going to have frozen pizza for supper. You're going to put the kids to bed and watch a movie and go to sleep. Tomorrow is another day. But today, before tomorrow comes, make a little list of the things that you want to get done tomorrow. Maybe if you have this book, go back, go to the Appendix B and look at it and then make your own personal list of what you're going to do during the rest time, or I mean the work time. So you're gonna take a rest, and then you're gonna take a, a work time. And then you're gonna rest, and then you're gonna work. Each time you have a work time, you're gonna know what job. You can order them by priority, or you can like gauge your energy and say, okay, I think I can tackle this one. Um, I think I'm too tired to do that one. I will do that one after I sleep, after I take a nap, or after the baby takes a nap, or while the baby takes a nap, I'm gonna be doing this one. You know, you know your life, plan it, but make a plan. Write down the things in your house that need to happen, and if you don't know what they are, then just go to Appendix B here, and choose, or you know, choose them, or make that your plan. Step 12, your home management book. Okay, so that one, that is where you put your grand plan together. And that is about half of this book is about that. And you can get online and you can find pre-made plans. I think you can buy them on Etsy. Um, I'm gonna cough again because I have dust in my mouth from, <coughs> from gardening, my raspberries. Um, you can buy a plan um, that's pre-made. There's all kinds of them. I've looked at them, and this is why I, I have never made one, and I will not. I really don't think I will. If I do, it's gonna be so bare bones that you might as well, I mean, you can do it yourself. I mean, because this is why. Everybody has unique life. Everybody has different situation, different number of kids, different amount of laundry. Like I said about the laundry thing, I had a rule for a few years where I, 
my personal rule, four loads by 10 o'clock. That fit my life in. That, I would never do that now. I don't, I don't even, this. I should maybe, <laughs> I should. But I don't have to, I had to. And there was a time where it was four loads by four. Um, there was definitely a time period where I was just overwhelmed by laundry. I mean, like this is when, this is way back when, when I only had like one or two little children. And I'm like, oh, I wasn't used to doing laundry. My mom did the laundry. And then when I went to college, I'd bring my laundry home. I went to a university that wasn't, I came home a lot of weekends. It was just the way it was, University of Northern Iowa. If anybody else ever went there, it was known as the school where kids go home every weekend. And <laughs> I would bring home my laundry. It's not that I didn't know how to do laundry, I knew how to do it, but I just never got into that routine. My routine was bring it home and do it. Um, and then I got married and I had to do laundry, like regularly, if I wanted clothes to wear. And then, which was doable when there was just two of us, and then you add in babies and baby laundry, and toddlers and toddler laundry, and all of a sudden, I had mountains of laundry, and I'm like, oh, I hate laundry, I have mountains of laundry. Well, my mountains then were nothing compared to what my mountains were later on, but that feeling was the same. I mean, that, whenever you, it doesn't matter the, the scale, it's personal, life is personal, it's unique to your situation, which was my whole point with the whole make your own home management book that fits your life. Because my life is not like Yvonne's, it's not like Jessica's, it's not like Rachel's. My life is different. We're all different from each other. We all have different situations. Um, I really think everyone needs to make their home management book personal, how they do their days. There are big picture ideas that, yeah, we all live in houses. We all have floors and laundry and food and dirt and clutter and people that affect us and how we do things. That's very, very true. But there's also the uniqueness that is personal about each of our lives. That's why I think you should make your own home management book. Okay, so that was a lot of talking about Appendix B. If you don't have the book, um, you can get it on Amazon. Appendix B is about moving beyond survival mode. And there are these steps that I talked about here. Prepare supper and wash the dishes. That's step one. Step two, find your clothes. Step three, morning routine. Step four, evening routine. Step five, Yes, mom, that's about helping your children to learn to um, give you respect and obedience and um, making it fun and pleasant and not squelching them, but showering them with love. Step six, afternoon chore time. Step seven, an easy menu plan. Easy, focus was on easy. Step eight, self, taking care of your own well-being. Step nine, laundry. Step 10, take control of the clutter. Step 11, 10 minutes. That was about 10 minutes rest, 10 minutes work. Step 12, your home management book. Okay, if you have any questions um, or comments, send me a message. If you want to be part of the masterclass that I am starting the second week of May, send me in your email. I will be in touch with you about the um, plan. Real general, 
it is going to follow the workbook, which is being formatted right now for publishing. It's a 13 week study. It's workbook style. So there's things where you're going to fill out and then there's, we're going to, this is the thing about doing it as a group in a class, the accountability factor of um, checking in with each other and meeting as a group. It's going to be unteachable and other, I might incorporate Zoom or something similar to Zoom where we all meet and talk to each other once a week and, you know, for the whole accountability part. If you want to be a part of that, send me an email. We're going to start it in May and wrap it up in August. And that is all for today. Probably won't do a video tomorrow, so 4 o'clock on Monday, Central Time. Oh, and I wanted to say, yesterday I talked about the first appendix, and because of Instagram, I had to cut the video into two pieces. So there's a part one and part two on IGTV. If you watch it on the story, you got the whole thing, but the story only lasts 24 hours. If you watched it on Facebook, you saw the whole thing. If you want to re-watch it on IGTV, that is in two parts, part one, part two. This one I think is really long, so same story. On IGTV, it'll probably be in two videos. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, and if you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with your friends. Post about it on social media or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest, you can follow us on Instagram at Home Plain and Simple and get encouragement and resources on our website at homeplainandsimple.com. Thanks again. We'll see you next time.